Hello everyone, my name is Amanda and I am a student at Swiss Hotel Management School and today I am glad to introduce our very very cool and adventurous guest Mac. Today he will tell us all about his journey, experience and life basically. For everyone that doesn't know but well should know by now that this podcast is a preparation for our big event our human oriented hospitality that takes place very very soon now guys it takes place on the 2nd of December all information related to the event you can find on Instagram and our LinkedIn pages we'll also now have the links you can register for the event world of hospitality underscore 2021 okay so let's start okay so welcome Mac thanks Amanda Good to be here. How are you? I am doing well. A little chilly here in New York right now, but uh, I'm surviving. <laughs> I understand. I'm in Sweden, so I know what cold is. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Okay, so for everyone that haven't met you, could you please introduce yourself? Like, what's your name? What do you do? Yeah, how are you? Sure. So my name is Mac. I was uh, born and raised in Maryland, but I currently live in New York. Uh, I did spend 14 years abroad, though, uh, working in several different countries. I work for an ed tech company uh, as a head of sales for them. Uh, and I'm very fortunate that my job uh, it requires me to be online only and it is fully remote. So I uh, believe that's why I'm here today. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And um, and some of my hobbies actually uh, that take me around the world, um, I really enjoy uh, diving, scuba diving, and um, getting out into nature, doing a lot of hiking and stuff. And then recently, I started sailing, so that's kind of my new uh, my new hobby that's going to take me to uh, new places, I believe. Very nice. Okay, so when I met you, you were traveling a little bit as a digital nomad, which for everyone that doesn't know means that you were traveling and also working at the same time. So what inspired you to become a digital nomad and like what happened? Why did you hop on this trend? Yeah, so great question. It's actually something that was not a, just a spontaneous decision. Costa Rica was, however, the lifestyle was something that I've been working for or working towards for many years. Um, you know, back, I, I used to live in the Middle East um, and during that job, I did travel a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was very much uh, customer facing and, and it dictated where I had to be. And so I didn't have the freedom to necessarily travel wherever I wanted to. I liked that I was able to travel. Um, however, it, it oftentimes took me to places I didn't necessarily want to be. So, um, you know, as, as I moved and transitioned out of the Middle East, I started actively looking for jobs that would allow me to continue. Uh, I wanted to be based back home in America and be closer to family just for some personal reasons, but I wanted to continue to be able to travel abroad and not lose touch with uh, that global perspective that I had, had gained over those years. And so it brought me to looking for jobs with non-American companies, but needed to be based in the US, thinking that I would still be able to travel to and from the home base. Um, and this was all before COVID. Mm -hmm. And so remote work was still it was available, but not as common uh, back yep. then. And, and I did take a job that um, wasn't meant to be uh, completely remote, but knew that it could be if it needed to be. Uh, and that was just before uh, the COVID hit. When COVID hit, we did make a decision to go completely remote. Uh, I moved to New York. I'm not a big fan of the cold. Um, and <laughs> then as it started, we had a big snowstorm in January. Uh, I was miserable. 
And then I saw on the forecast, another snowstorm was coming the next week. And that's when I got online and said, okay, middle of COVID, where can I go right now without too many COVID restrictions? Two countries popped up, Costa Rica being one of them. Um, and then just doing a little bit of research, finding a, a great uh, remote work uh, hospitality chain that I, I really, uh, I felt fit and aligned with what I was looking for mm -hmm. and uh, made a spontaneous decision to go there. It was meant to just be for a couple of weeks and it turned into a much larger experience where I was able to learn quite a bit uh, about being a digital nomad. Yeah. So are you still living as one right now or how is it looking? It's on and off. So I, I've not chosen to be fully a digital nomad, but I did just return from two weeks in Belize um, mm -hmm. and I was working remotely down there. Um, so I try to take multiple trips throughout the year. Uh, obviously, uh, vacation time is always a concern, but with my job, um, you know, I, I don't always have to be based out of New York. So I try to still take, uh, you know, a trip at least every two months. Uh, and then if I can, I work remotely from the location I'm going. Nice. So as you said, you've been abroad a lot. So I think all of us are very interested. Would you like to share how many countries you have visited? Um, well, I think everybody counts countries in a different way. I have some hmm. friends that if they land in an airport in a country that's counted or if they drive, drive, drove through it, I have my, my uh, parameters, but according <laughs> to my calculations, I think I'm at just over 100. That is crazy. Wow. Okay, so here's a really tough question for you. Which countries would you say are in your top five? I get asked it more than any other question because I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty well, I'm a pretty, you know, pretty well known to be a traveler. And that's usually everybody's first question. And, and it is an impossible question to answer because every country has its uh, pros and cons. Uh, but I learned a long time ago, you just have to come up with an answer because people aren't satisfied unless you give it to them. So some of the countries uh, I really have enjoyed the most, uh, I really enjoy Brazil. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the food, uh, the people, the music, uh, the landscapes, but most importantly, the energy that I feel when I go to Brazil is just, you know, you can't beat it. Uh, I love the energy that Brazilians have, and, and I find myself always wanting to go back there. Uh, additionally, I really liked Colombia. I thought Colombia had a lot of great culture, um, mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful, uh, both Pacific and Caribbean coast, as well as mountains with coffee uh, farms. Um, you know, a good mix of wildlife as well. Um, changing other sides of the world, I'm a big fan of Indonesia. Okay. And all the islands and diving that they have. Um, again, they have everything from, you know, beautiful active volcanoes to some of the best diving in the world. Um, I really enjoyed hiking in Nepal and getting kind of off the grid uh, mm -hmm. and hiking through the... Um, Himalayas was some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen. It was actually breathtaking. And then uh, switching it over, probably Morocco. Uh, it, this is hard because there's quite a few countries in Europe that I'm leaving out, of course, but I, I tend to be more attracted to countries that are a little less developed. And so mm -hmm. Morocco had a, had a very pleasant mix of Spanish, French, and, and Arabic cultures. Um, and so I did find uh, specifically Shifsholin, uh, the blue city in Morocco, to be one of my favorite cities uh, that I've ever visited. That sounds really cool. I like an honorable, you... an honorable mention goes to Mexico. I really, really, really like Mexico as well. Yeah. Yeah, Mexico is fantastic. I had some time in Mexico before I went home too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you told us a little bit about your hobbies before, and I'm wondering, so 
for me, like diving and sailing and stuff like that, that's like actual adventure stuff for me, you know? So we were wondering a little bit, what is like, I, I know when originally was going to ask you maybe like the three, but I want to know, like, do you have like one that's like particular, this adventure was the best. Like, I remember this so well. Uh, you're making me whittle it down to one. Well, mm -hmm. I've done some amazing, I've been very, very fortunate and privileged to do some pretty incredible things, um, spending a lot of money in the process. But if I had to choose one that comes to the top of my head that I, I really, really, really uh, enjoyed, there's um, a Southeast Asian country called Laos, mm -hmm. and there is something called the Gibbon Experience. Um, okay. And there's different packages. I did a three-night, four-day package, which is basically where you go deep into the jungle of Laos, and you are living in uh, uh, tree houses that are sometimes 40 meters off the ground. And you're hiking and zip lining. So I think we did a total of over 60 kilometers of zip lines, as well Ooh. as like, I don't know, a couple, maybe, maybe I think they said 25 to 30 kilometers of hiking. So all day long, you're hiking, zip lining across mountains, hiking, hiking, zip lining, zip lining. And then at the end, you zip line directly into a, the most amazing treehouse you could ever imagine. You sleep up there. They bring in food for you. Everything is, you know, self-sufficient and, and you're living in the jungle at the, at the top of the jungle though, rather than on the bottom. It was an experience I've never been able to uh, beat before. Um, and, and I just cannot describe in words how beautiful and amazing the experience was. So that would definitely be uh, one of my most amazing adventures. I can imagine. I'm like thinking about the treehouse. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, if you're awesome. if, if you're listening to this, definitely look up the Gibbon experience in Laos, and you'll see some pictures. And I promise you, you will immediately start saving for a trip to go there. <laughs> I can imagine. Okay, so you've been telling us now about some experiences. You've been traveling a lot. Um, for us or our audience, we are now interested. Do you have any memories from any particular travel that, you know, stands out, but in terms of like service that was provided for you? Um, it was a great question. Yeah, I've, I've had some great services in the past. I, I specifically, I think about a, a tour operator that I had in, in the country of Georgia. Uh, it was a young guy named Iraq, Iraqli. He did a great job at organizing things. But what I would talk about mostly here, though, is actually my most recent experience, which was just in Belize. Mm -hmm. So I did, I did two weeks in Belize. One week was working remotely, but the other week I actually went down there to do um, some sailing courses that I was going. Uh, so it was kind of a, a mix of a chartering a catamaran while at the same time learning and, and, and getting qualified to sell that catamaran. And I was a little concerned when I went down there thinking that I was just going to keep my head down and study, 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 and, and make sure that I passed these two uh, courses that I was taking. But I think that this particular company called uh, Belize Sailing Vacations has done such a fantastic job at finding a balance between, okay, you're here to study and get your certifications, but you're also on a beautiful boat in a, in a tropical country on the second largest reef in the world. You should have some time to relax and have fun. And I think that they've really found a fantastic experience of feeding us some of the most amazing food I've ever had providing first-class service all the way around, um, you know, with a, with a super modern clean boat at an affordable price um, and just having fun. I, I, we were, you know, we were exploring islands in the middle of the Caribbean 
we were um, you know dancing <laughs> at late at night to uh, on a on a boat in the middle of Caribbean. We were diving on the reef. And we were uh, catching fresh fish and lobster, cooking it right there, all at the same time of of learning how to sail this boat and being mm-hmm. a qualified skipper. So I, I find that that. Um, it's probably not an easy task to pull off. And I think they've done a really good job at it. That sounds amazing. So cool to catch and then eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was as fresh as it gets. Like we were conch season and lobster season was happening when I was there. So we would go down and we would, we would catch fresh lobster and, and cook it right there. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with conch, but it was the particular season for them. So we'd have conch ceviche and, and conch fritters. Uh, pretty much every day and it was very delicious cool okay so you told us that uh, when you started looking for this position that could be maybe online it was actually before COVID or in starting at least so could you share with yep. us some I don't know, differences you know traveling before and during COVID uh, like do you see any differences well I think I think there's definitely um, more of a spotlight on having better wi-fi uh, after COVID, I think I think that Wi-Fi was a, a nice to have. Where now it's more of a necessity uh, for most places, um, as well as dedicated workspaces. Um, yeah. You know, a, a lot of times people aren't aren't traveling solo, so they don't get a hotel room to themselves. And then what do they do if they're trying to work two people in a room? That's a challenge that I've had recently as well. Uh, that that week in Belize, I wasn't there alone, and. You know, making sure that there's space for us both to have private conversations. I'm not necessarily the quietest uh, when it comes to video calls. And so I know that I can be a distraction to other people as well. So I think that these were things that weren't necessarily thought about as much or, or kind of just a nice to have, like I said. Whereas these days and after COVID, it's becoming more and more, even if they're not changing necessarily the setup, they're advertising and marketing these things more so than before trying to attract that particular profile mm-hmm. these digital nomads you know they they do have tight budgets quite often but at the same time there's plenty of them and they're consistent revenue streams yeah absolutely that's yeah that's really great that's uh, also correlates with another interview that i had with uh megan she also said that she can see that the workspaces are trend that is growing yeah. in our in our industry I believe there's a lot of room for growth, uh, continued growth, but at least it's moving in the right direction. So absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so you've been talking a lot about these travels and also experiences. So do you enjoy traveling on your own, or do you prefer to travel with the company? Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, for the most part, I try. I enjoy traveling on my own. Yep. Um, it allows, uh, but it hasn't always been that way. Um, as a novice traveler, I did find a lot of value in using a company and, and letting them do all the arrangements. However, I, I would say now, you know, with over 100 countries under my belt and, and being you know, living abroad for 14 years and being on the road uh, consistently, I, I, t- I did take two years off and just traveled without a job. I, I've learned how to do it and I've learned how to do it maybe uh, a bit more um, cost effectively than, than joining a company. Obviously companies need margins. And so there's, there's always a margin on top of that. So yep. um, I, I know I used to use companies. I did a couple trips around Europe with a company called Contiki and G Adventures uh, through Africa. Um, and then I started uh, learning that I could look at their itineraries and their activities and I could build that as same itinerary and that's I could just follow their plan 
build it myself, put the work in myself and save a considerable amount of money. So I, I did that for a few trips. One specifically one I'm talking about is, is a trip through Norway. I took me and five friends. I, I, I organized everything end to end on this trip. And mm -hmm. I really just modeled the entire itinerary off of something that was a pre-planned itinerary from a company. And I was able to save us all at least a thousand dollars each. Um, and, and, and now uh, one thing I've learned uh, on the road is that sometimes it's nice and it's comfortable to have a plan, but I almost always regret not being able to be flexible. So I used to, I used to be very detailed in my planning and making sure mm -hmm. that um, I had every day planned out where I was going to go and pre-booked everything that I needed to book. And when I decided to quit my job and just travel the world uh, for, uh, at that time, it was meant to be six months. It turned into a year and a half, really. Um, yeah. I wanted to work on a few things, personal development wise. And one of them was being less in control and more flexible. And so mm -hmm. I made a goal and I made a deal with myself that I wouldn't plan anything past two days. Ooh. And that left me with the flexibility. If I met somebody cool and they were going to a waterfall that was out of my, uh, out the route that I was on, I would have that ability to do that. Or if, uh, you know, God forbid something happened back home and I needed to rush home, I wasn't having to worry about spending a lot of time canceling all my plans and trying to get my money back, all those different things. And there's pros and cons to this method, um, but for me, it works. I don't think it's necessarily right for every single person. Some people don't, they, I have a friend, my best friend, he does not enjoy doing what I do. He loved traveling with me because I would plan everything, mm. but he, he's the type that would want a company because his mentality is I work really, really hard. And when I want to go on a vacation, I just want to relax. I don't want to have to work to get a vacation and, and do all the planning and do all the research. Right. I just want to. So I guess it, it really depends on the personality, but for me personally, I like to put together my own itineraries. I like mm -hmm. to be flexible and I like to save money and make it the most affordable trip possible. Yeah, it's cool that you can do it, you know, develop of your own personality and, you know, go forward, try and, you know, uh, travel by yourself and stuff like that. I think, I think a, lot a lot of people are, a lot of people are scared to travel by themselves, but yeah. when I do, one thing I, I think is, is very, very important is to not find yourself sitting in all-inclusive hotels or hotels at all, to be perfectly honest. I, I, I'm a big fan of communities, uh, especially if you're going to travel alone. So I think um, whether it be a hostel, and I know that word has different meanings to many different people. I, I've told people I've lived in hostels and you know, all they know is the, the, the horror movie hostel and they think that everybody dies or gets raped. And it's ridiculous <laughs> because they've never done it, um, but that's their perception based on, you know, uh, Hollywood. Um, but for me, it doesn't have to be a hostel, but it, in some sort of community. I did a lot of couch surfing uh, in my 20s. Um, and I also, I'm a big fan of hostels, but also just any type of meetup.com groups or anything like that that allow me to meet like-minded people yeah. Um, and, and puts me in touch with a community so that, you know, my, my, my motto, my life motto has changed um, over the last few years. But in my 20s, my, I told every single person my life motto was to go everywhere and meet everyone. I really wanted to meet everyone. These days, I don't need to meet everybody. I find a lot of people annoying. But, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, I mean, it, it's slightly, my values have slightly changed. But at the same time, uh, you know, it really did 
it gave me a mission in life and it allowed me to a path to follow. Uh, and going everywhere, meeting everyone meant that I needed to be incredibly extroverted and, and active in these travel communities. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a really, really nice experience. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, mm -hmm. We also have some, uh, for our event, of course, we have uh, some questions concerning uh, our own industry. And since you are traveling up, sure. we had some questions. So would you mind sharing with us some trends that you like in the industry and also mind sharing some, I don't know, developments you might want the industry to take? So when I met you, actually, I was, um, I was traveling and, or that, this is when I did two months remote work uh, or actually three, three months there. But one thing I really, I, I came across that I really enjoyed yeah, there's a company called Selena, uh, and they're they're growing quite a bit. I believe you've interviewed somebody else from them. Yes. Um, and um, one thing that I think that they're really cutting edge on it, and they're moving in the right direction. They've got it. They've got it. The the idea they have that's that's genius in my opinion was that you 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 can basically pay one month rent. It's a set fixed cost. Yes. And for somebody on a budget, and somebody who's working remotely. You know, I'm, I'm still working. I got a full-time job. I don't have a ton of time to sit here and do a bunch of comparing prices and the quality and looking at reviews. I really found it valuable that they were able to say, look, here's a one-time fee. It doesn't matter which location you're at, with a few exceptions. Um, you know, you can move here. Here are your parameters. I knew my parameters. It was very clear and transparent and that I can only move to three different locations within the month, but it was affordable. And I knew, okay, I pay this. I'm set for the month. I don't have to worry about it again. And it really kind of allowed me to take the burden of, although I'm still traveling on my own accord and I have the flexibility to move to different locations, I didn't have to worry about uh, in inconsistent quality or if I'm doing Airbnbs, are they going to approve me? Are they not? Do they, yep. you, know, all, you know, all those types of things. So I did find that one-time payment uh, or, or, or lump sum payment really, really um uh, forward thinking yep. where I think there's still a lot of room for development. So the idea is there, I think there's still a lot of room for development in developing the portal that they use to arrange that. Of course, I yeah. think the integrations with other programs, um, whether that be like transportation from one hub to another hub, whether that be, um, the activities are there, there, they, they definitely had availability to do activities and they had really good uh, service there but they were still being used outside it wasn't a selena person doing them if i remember correctly it was you know being used and then and that's good because it's tapping into the local um the local economy so i definitely see some pros and cons there but there were still some inconsistencies because of it but really where i think the most um yeah i work in tech and so for me i think there was a lot of room for development on some sort of self-help portal yep. and every time i wanted to make a change i had to call someone it yep. was really really difficult for me to uh, make a change to my itinerary or even know really okay look i'm, I'm here right now in fortuna and i want to go to Hako. And being able to quickly and efficiently book that on my own self-help and just kind of be like, okay, here's five minutes. I got boom, 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 done. Okay. I booked not only the place, but I booked the transportation and everything all in one spot and it's included in that fee. So yeah. I think there's some, some room for integration, uh, tech integrations there, but yeah. they're on the right track. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember that, um, 
this is something that a lot of uh, digital nomads liked. Yes, they say it's a fixed cost, basically. Uh, but it's also a new uh, program, fairly new, and Selena's fairly new. So it's good that they're on the right track. Um, yeah, I think I think I mean if you're if you're targeting digital nomads, then that is the way forward. Make it Absolutely. as self help, but you know you should always have somebody available to help you if you need. But at the same time, they're independent. They're entrepreneurs. They're they're you know they're very um, autonomous people, and they want to be able to just get stuff done eff effectively and efficiently, um, and not worry about you know. All, all the other minor details that usually come with a vacation rather than traveling while working. Absolutely. Okay, so for my last question, this is a very, very interesting question. So on your Instagram bio, you have a quote that says, my goal is to live a life that I don't need a vacation from. Could you please give like further explanation about what this means? Okay, well, I alluded to it earlier, but during my 20s, I think my goal was go everywhere, meet everyone. Mm -hmm. um, uh, alongside of move out of your comfort zone and discover the unknown. It was all about adventure and meeting people. Yep. And although my life still revolves around that, I think now um, now that I'm in my 30s and, and kind of a little bit more focused on the career and, and understanding um, my career progression and pathway in life and what I value, I've come to understand that too many people get caught up in a work title or, or making more money than somebody else or just making more money than they did last year, even if it's competing against himself. And those goals are never fulfilling in my opinion, because there's always more money you can make. And there's always another ring on the ladder that you can climb. Absolutely. What I, what I have found some of the most freeing moments of my life, I sold everything I had when I went, when I left Saudi Arabia, I quit a very well-paying job that had excellent career path for me. And I had no plan, none. And it was scary. And a lot of people told me I was making a massively bad decision. I honestly, looking back retrospectively, can say I've never done something smarter in my life. It opened up doors. It gave me courage. It changed my perspective on so many things. And, and I found that what is most important to me is my family and my work-life balance. I can, I can work my life away and die at 62 years old, like my mother did earlier this year, and never get a chance. I save all that money for retirement. And although that's important because yep. not everybody will die early, there has to be a balance. And I need to enjoy today because tomorrow's not promised. So for me, a bit more to dive into this, into this saying a bit more, it's not about how many vacations I take. It's about making your life one that you don't need a vacation from. So that encompasses a couple of different things for me doing what I love, even if that means it's not the most prestigious job or the most well-paid. I need to wake up and be motivated that I'm making a difference. I work in education. For me, I genuinely feel like I make a difference and it is a passion of mine. It's going to be something for somebody else. But for me, I thoroughly feel at the end of the day that I've helped make the world a better place because of what I do. And I'm very happy about that. I also enjoy the people that I work with and the culture, the company culture. There's always things that can be improved, but rather than complain about them, I actively try to be part of the solution and fixing them. And that's something I have to wake up and decide every single day. It's, it's not always easy. It's much easier to sit in a corner, find somebody that agrees with you and just complain about it, but that doesn't fix anything. So it, it's not something I think that you ever actually fully accomplish. 
I, I think that it's an ongoing process that you consistently have to work towards in saying, do I live a life right now that I can say I'm happy with and that I don't need a vacation from? And part of that for me was being able to work remote because I do, I don't enjoy the cold. I do enjoy traveling. How can I combine what I enjoy together? So being able to work in technology and education and being remote for me were the three pillars that allowed me to have a life where I don't feel I need a vacation from it. Because if I do need to get away from the cold, I just pack up my bags. I go to Belize and I sit down there for a week, <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> it's, it's really been something that, a life ambition for me. And I, as, as I approach my 40s, I, I'm very interested in understanding how maybe uh, my my values and goals will change. But I do think that this will always be a, a fundamental part of what I'm looking for in life. Fantastic. That was so inspirational. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> You're you. welcome. I, I do hope that it, it resonated with somebody out there. And uh, I'm, I, I love to tell my story. I think too many people uh, live uh, uh, just day to day trying to get by, trying to survive. And there's so much more to life than that. If you're chasing the wrong things, you're never going to come out from underneath that rock. You got to understand what your values are um, and really work towards that. And it's okay if they're different than what they're, what you feel they should be. Yeah, every single person is given a very limited time here on earth. And I think that we need to make the most of it while we're here. As long as you're being kind, put yourself first is what I say. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, memories, life, journey and everything. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank, you. thank you so much. I, I look forward to the event coming up. One little reminder for our audience that our event, Human Oriented Hospitality, is on December 2nd. And to get more information, you can go to our LinkedIn and Instagram pages. We also now have posted a link where you can register to the event. And I hope you guys love this episode and that you feel very inspired to do whatever your heart desire. And I will see you either in the next episode or I will see you at the event. Thank you, everyone.